0: Happy Halloween. It's Tom Stewart and I wanted to check in with you because it's the end of October and uh, I wanted to give you another really good spooky episode for the end of the month, but I had some technical difficulties. I had to get some new software for my audio editing and then on top of that uh, I lost power for a couple of days because of the nor'easter that happened this week. So uh, I'm going to throw together a quick Q&A episode here because I've gotten lots of emails from you guys and a lot of you have asked some really interesting questions and of course I always answer my emails but sometimes I like to do little episodes like this to answer the questions for everybody who's listening. So a a bit of a spooky Halloween Q&A episode for you right now. And before I start it, a big thank you to everybody who has been emailing me. Uh, You can email me at myparanormalstorypodcast at gmail.com. You can ask me questions, you can make comments, uh, give feedback, or make suggestions. Or if you want, you can tell me your paranormal story. I really do love hearing all your stories. So feel free to email me anytime. Also, if you made a donation to the podcast or if you uh, went to buymeacoffee.com and uh, sent in a contribution, uh, thank you so much. Uh, It's because of you that I'm able to keep this podcast going because it does cost money and I don't have any advertisers or anything like that to make up the cost. So I count on you guys. So thank you so much for that. Again, you can go to buymeacoffee.com and look for uh, my paranormal story or you can just go to my website myparanormalstory.com. I have a Venmo set up. I have a cash app set up and PayPal too. So thank you. Let's do some Q and A right now. First question to answer is, do you currently live in a haunted house? And that's an excellent question because uh, my fiance and I, we've lived in this house for a couple of years now. And I have noticed some strange things now and then. Uh, I can't officially say it's haunted, but I believe the house does have an interesting history. Uh, it was built in the early 1950s, and the original owner and builder of the house uh, lived in it for a very long time. He only moved out about 10, 15 years ago, I'd say. And he has a really interesting story, and, and I don't want to go too crazy into it because I might actually make it an episode someday, but um, his name is Carl. Carl. And I know this because a lot of his stuff, his original things were left in the basement of the house, including his workbench, where I assume he spent a lot of his time. And there was a name badge on one of the shelves. It looks like it came from a locker or something, probably where he worked. And it had his name on there, Carl Wager. So that's how I know who it is. And uh, so many other cool things I've found around the house. I've found newspapers from the 50s and 60s. I have found old toys, like little toy figures and toy cars that I imagine his kid or grandkids played with. Um, One of the other things I found on his workbench was an old uh, dog license tag for his dog. And it was dated 1971. So that's like 50 years ago. And he kept that dog tag on his workbench. So uh, I'm guessing that dog meant a lot to him. So I wouldn't be surprised if Carl's spirit is still in this house or if his dog's spirit is still in this house or both. Um, As far as things I've experienced, I've seen a couple of shadows out of the corner of my eye here and there. I've I've heard noises. There's been strange knockings. Um, Occasionally, I'll find a door open that wasn't open before. Uh, Things like that, but nothing that has tried to scare me. Um, I do spend a lot of time in the basement, though. Uh, That's where my studio is that I'm on right now. And I also have a workstation uh, for some of my side hustle things that I do. Um, But his workbench, I've kept it where it is. And most of his old tools and little trinkets and things are still hanging and put in the same places they were before. Uh, The only things I ever cleaned out were things that might be toxic, like old paint cans and oil cans and and, and things like that. But all of Carl's things are still in the same place. And there's still a few pieces of old furniture in the house, too, in the basement uh, from Carl. So is my house haunted that I'm currently living in? It might be. It might be. Stay tuned because uh, that's something that's a work in progress. Um, Tom, have you ever been touched or scratched during a paranormal investigation? I have never been scratched. Uh, You see that a lot on the TV shows and you hear about it, um, especially when someone gets uh, scratched with like three lines, you know, like three nails going down someone's back or their arm. Um, Fortunately, that's never happened to me. But i've seen it have happened to people like i've seen people show me pictures of it i've actually seen somebody show an actual scratch to me that they claim was paranormal um it's weird when people get scratched at certain um haunted locations i don't know what it means i don't know some people believe it's a demon some people believe it's uh evil intent Uh, i don't always jump to those conclusions uh, but I imagine if I got scratched, I would kind of feel like I was attacked. So it's understandable to think that way uh, I have been touched though, but n- never in a, a, a mean way or angry way. I've, I've been patted on the head before um, I thought that was kind of interesting and I know plenty of other people investigators and such who have been touched Some have been pushed some have been had their hair pulled um, things like that um, But I, for the most part, I've pretty much um, been lucky when it comes to being touched by uh, the paranormal. Um, Oh, here's a good one for Halloween, uh, since I'm recording this uh, the night before Halloween. um, Tom, what are you going to be for Halloween, and how do you celebrate it? Um, I'm going to be sitting in the dark watching movies. That's what I'm going to be. I don't dress up for Halloween anymore. I used to years ago, when I was younger, I would go to parties and clubs and costume contests and things like that. Um, Believe it or not, Halloween's not a huge holiday for me. Um, A lot of people in the paranormal field, they love Halloween. Um, I don't really decorate. Like I said, I I don't get a costume or dress up or anything like that. I do love watching horror movies, so it's usually just a quiet night with myself, my fiance, maybe some hot chocolates, and we throw on some horror movies. Uh, In fact, tonight we're going out to the movies to see the latest horror movie that's out. Um, last weekend, we went up to Salem, Massachusetts, which is an annual thing we do for Halloween. Uh, we went to the Haunted Magic Show, which is uh, my friend Chris Grace is the mentalist on that show. If you're ever in Salem, definitely go see that show if you get a chance like next year or, or, or down the line. Um, that's about it for me for Halloween. Uh, the, the day after Halloween, though, my favorite thing to do is to buy all the discount candy. <laughs> that's my favorite part of Halloween. Um, Let's see. What's your least favorite part about paranormal investigating? Um, Well, like I've said before, I I kind of retired from investigating several years ago. I do kind of want to dabble in it again. I'm getting that itch. Um, But when I do think about investigating again, I do think about some of the things that are my least favorite parts of it. Uh, Mostly it's the setup and the worst part is the breakdown. When you do an investigation, most times, if you're, you know, really doing a thorough investigation, you're going to have to set up lots of cameras, lots of microphones, lots of stands and, uh, you know, computer screens. And there's just so much equipment and so many wires and so many things that have to be set up, but then they have to be broken down too. At the end of the night, after you've, you know, spent three, four hours investigating It's two, three in the morning. You're tired. You're just worn out. You're drained. Your energy is gone. Your motivation is gone. You just want to go home and go to bed. You know, you're probably cold. You've been in the dark all night. And now you got to go spend an hour packing things up, wrapping up all those wires, putting all those cameras away. And I'm telling you, it's an ordeal. You got to have a lot of people on your team to really make it go by fast. You know, five or six people, you can get it done in an hour. But it's not easy because you don't want to just grab everything and throw it all in a box. You want to wrap everything up neatly and, and place the cameras in nicely. I mean, this is expensive stuff. You don't want to have to replace it every couple of months because you were careless or lazy. So that, for me, is the least favorite part. I mean, I I, I imagine the person who wrote this question was hoping I would say, oh, it's the demons or it's, you know, when there's more than one ghost or something. Um, but it's really the the work that you have to put into it. And, you know, don't forget, you're not getting paid to do this it's like a job and you're not getting paid to do it it's a hobby so you have to really love what you're doing (laughs) so that to me is the least favorite part about paranormal investigation All right, let's do one more here Um, this is an interesting one and I do get asked this one a lot do you believe in spirit mediums or are they all fake I don't think they're all fake do I believe in them Uh, I believe in some of them but not a lot of them. I've had the pleasure of working with probably 10 to 12 different spirit mediums over the years and not just in the paranormal field, but in other capacities too. When I worked in radio for many years, uh, we would have spirit mediums, astrologists, psychics, people like that as guests on the morning radio shows. And I got to be honest, in most cases I thought they were full of crap. And I don't think they're doing it to be devious and necessarily doing it to try to con you out of money. I feel like some of them just, they really want to tell you something and sometimes they're just not getting anything. So they kind of just go with their best guess. You know what I'm trying to say? I feel like they're, they feel obligated to give you something because they're the medium. So they got to say something. And when there's nothing there, they just make it up but i do know a couple of really good ones and um one of the reasons that i know they're really good is because when they're not getting anything they'll tell you that they'll tell you oh, yeah it's not it's not coming to me there's, there's nothing coming to me it's it's this something's distracting them or something like they'll have a reason why they can't tell you what you're looking for for information um but i'll tell you what we always did um when i was investigating with rise up paranormal our policy with spirit mediums was we would like you to join us on the investigation, but we don't wanna tell you anything about it. We're not telling you what we're investigating, who we're investigating, where we're going. We won't even give them the address. We'll just ask them to meet us somewhere, a Dunkin' Donuts or a supermarket parking lot or something like that, and then they can follow us to the location or they can jump in with us and and ride with us to the location. That way we know for sure, without a doubt, even though we trust them, just so we know for sure, without a doubt, that the data they're giving us isn't something that they were able to look up ahead of time. It wasn't something that they were able to uh, preconceive through talking to other people. There's no power of suggestion there. We just tell them, hey, want to come on an investigation with us? Yes? Great. Meet us at Dunkin' Donuts at 7 and we'll, we'll, you can follow us there. And so we have had a couple of mediums who were pretty good. They were able to do that going in completely cold with no information at all and tell us things that we knew were true, that they probably had no way of knowing. Um, Yeah. One of the best I've ever worked with is Tiffany Rice. You can find her online, tiffanyrice.com. She's actually done a testimonial on one of my episodes here on the podcast. Uh, She's a good friend. I used to have her on my radio show and she would actually, people would actually call into the radio show. And they would ask a question and she would try to, you know, contact someone from their past, their parents or a loved one that has passed away or whatnot. But lots of times things would come to her that these people weren't even asking about. And she would nail things that there's no way she knows. These people are on the phone. She doesn't even know who they are. And I would be the one screening the calls so I would know that they were legit, like it's not a setup. And it would blow my mind, the things she would say. You know, people would be like, oh, you know, I'd like to talk to my mom. And she'd be like, was your son in an accident lately? And, you know, the caller would be like, what? Like she would blow our minds with some of the stuff that would just come to her. Um, So she's one example of a really good spirit medium um, that I enjoy working with, who I uh, haven't talked to in a long time, Um, you know, probably since before the pandemic. But I know she's doing well because I follow her on Facebook and Instagram and all of that. Um, So, yeah, so I do believe there are some real legit spirit mediums out there, and I do think that they mean well, even though some of them do make a living at it. Some of them do want to charge you for a reading, but I do think that their hearts are in the right place. Most of them, some of them, a few of them. Um, You just got to be careful. About it because there are probably some out there who are just trying to tell you what you want to hear for the money. So, when it comes to that, if you're gonna uh, go see a spirit medium, I would say feel them out, find out if they have good references, uh, good reviews, uh, you know, maybe talk to some other people who have gone to them before and see how they feel about it. I do believe there are good ones out there, legit mediums out there uh, who can help you out if you're looking for one or if you're a paranormal investigator. That's the best way to do it is to just have that medium come in cold with no information. If they insist on knowing information, then that probably is a sign that they're not legit. Um, So that's a great question. I like that one, but I do get that one a lot. I'm glad I'm able to uh, discuss it here. So, well, that was like four or five questions. Anyway, I just wanted to check in with you guys, do a quick Q&A episode. I hadn't done one in a while, and it's the night before Halloween And i wanted to get some content up here i do have a new episode coming like very very soon uh it's a really cool one too and i i actually did a lot of research on uh this next episode that's coming up um it's it's going to be about uh the lad school which is an infamous haunted place in rhode island that i visited years ago snuck into it um and i'll tell you about my experiences there but i'll also tell you about the history of it. It was one of those kind of like asylum type places that almost every state seems to have one of. Um, This would be Rhode Island's one. So I'm looking forward to getting that episode up. I just got to finish it off. Like I said, I had some technical issues this week, Um, but that's coming. So please stick with it. And um, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a new listener, welcome aboard. Thanks so much. Um, Don't forget the podcast is on YouTube now too. You can just go to youtube.com slash my paranormal story and you can listen to some of the older episodes that I've remastered and put up there. And uh, every week or so I'm adding a couple of older episodes until I catch up because, you know, I got like 50 something episodes. So I'm slowly building a new audience at YouTube. So if you do me a favor and go to the YouTube channel and just subscribe, that would help me out a lot. Like even if you're not going to listen on YouTube, just subscribe. Because uh, the more subscribers I have, the more people I end up reaching. So I would love to build up an audience on YouTube for the podcast. Um, as always, you can go to the website. I've got t-shirts and mugs for sale. You can also donate to the podcast if you'd like to help uh, help me pay for the costs of this. Myparanormalstory.com is the website. Um, there's also blogs up there and other information. Um, and if you have a podcast and you'd like to have me as a guest... I would love to do it, and I've actually done a few recently, and I'll talk about those during the next episode. But just email me, myparanormalstorypodcast at gmail.com, with questions, suggestions, feedback. You want to make me a guest on your podcast, shoot me an email, and again, you can tell me your paranormal stories too. I'd love to hear them. Happy Halloween, everyone.